this episode of the Full Nerd Hardware Hall of Fame. 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 Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 147. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkis. Hello, Internet. A dressed-up Elena Yee. Hi, everybody. And, of course, a dressed-up Adam Patrick Murray is yes. controlling the horizontal and vertical. Happy to be here, you know? Brad's dressed <laughs> with, up, too. I am dressed up as well. I'm wearing my mm-hmm. uh, blue medical smock. You know, sometimes Bones would just come on the bridge. He would just be wearing his smock. Yeah, why not? I mean, he doesn't have time to change in space. Did anybody ever just go to Bones? It's like, shouldn't you be working? Because I ain't seen no medical bay up here. You should be down in the sick bay helping somebody. He would just go, I ain't got nothing to do. Go up to the bridge, just kind of like pal around, walk around, making all kinds of comments. It's like, you should be down in the sick bay. There's somebody sick. But no, he's always just hanging out on the bridge. He's offering advice. testament how good medicine is there. Yeah. I, Uh, I just... Yeah, Good. but but what uh what are we, what are we talking about here today, Gordon? We got got a big show. We do have a big show. We are doing our second annual Full Nerd Hardware Hall of Fame. It is where we get together PC hardware, PC hardware <laughs> and we pick the hardware that we think needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and enshrined for all time. One day, carved out in granite. Possibly, so people can remember this hardware uh, or marble. Is that what they do? No, it's marble? granite. I was joking because if we don't, we're not important. Marble's soft, and it could get. Never mind. <laughs> could be three D printed out on um, on plastic to possibly last twenty or twenty five months. Uh, Adam, do you you have last year's Hall of Fame entries? Yeah, well, let me uh, let me show it. These were the the very first entries in the PC world. Uh... PC, oh no, in the full nerd PC, PC, yeah, PC hardware hall of fame. That is a mouthful. Uh, oh. yeah, the, the, the first inductee was the Intel 8086 slash 8088. Uh, the second one was the IBM Model M keyboard. And the third one was the NVIDIA GeForce 8800 GT. Congratulations to all those inductees and good it's luck to all the to ones. Top. Yeah. Good luck to all the ones, uh, that we're going to be talking about this year. So. Gordon, you so want to go over how it's going to here, play out? Here's how the rules are. We all came with our top three picks. There, We basically, as the exalted journalists who don't build anything but get to talk about it, get to pick what we think goes in the Hall of Fame, the most most famous hardware that needs to be there, put up in the stars forever. We will then all debate each other. And we, at the end, will pick the three final pieces of hardware that will go into the second annual Hardware Hall of Fame here. Uh, it's really somber while we're doing it, too. Yes, last year, uh, we thought it would be celebratory. It actually got very, very sad because, uh, as with uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, football, baseball, every single Hall of Fame, it actually turns into a very serious business because... You are picking the best of the best of the best and wanting to, you know, retire its jersey. And it, it is actually very difficult. And it's sad when you don't get hardware that you know belongs in there into the Hall of Fame. So it is very political. We will make our 
our arguments for why something should go in, why we think it is above everything else that the other three here are wrong about and why my stuff should go in. So very political, a lot of good debates. Should I kick this off because I'm still talking? Yeah, well, I'll say real quick that, uh, you know, last year when we did this, we were flying by the seat of our pants and just kind of make it up on the fly. This year, we're going to kind of do that again, but it'll probably just follow, <laughs> it'll probably just follow how last year. Uh, I, I think we're, we're you know, going to have to modify it a little bit, but I think it ended up working out. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I do have notes. I, I'm going to be taking notes. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to cover that. Um, but yeah, I say we just run straight into it. Who, who wants to put in their first uh, nod? You know, and, you know, there's politics to everything. And I'm trying to think. I will go last or or later because okay. I went la- I went first last time and I actually when you look at um, selection committees and how things are argued sometimes the last thing that's argued can sway everything <laughs> and I can and I can make changes based on how I, I sense wins going and maybe I can get another thing into the Hall of Fame so I will let somebody graciously let someone else go first. Elena, why I'll don't go. you go? Oh, Brad. Oh, Elena? Elena, go <laughs> no, ahead. We're Brad going alphabetically. Go. Alphabetically. Elena, yeah. then Brad? No, Elena, then Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam. Then oh, Adam. <laughs> Adam goes first, and we're going alphabetically. No, well, we don't. It's... <laughs> you, whatever. Elena, go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flying by the seat of our pants, yes, indeed. Yes. No rules. No rules. <laughs> okay, so um, I am going to pick uh, my for my first nominee. I'm going to dredge up one of the ones I suggested last year. Mm. I'm going to hope that the other one gets put forth again by Brad. So it's covered because I do feel like it's worth a, no- uh, a nod. So we'll see how this goes. 2200 G. Uh, no pressure. No. <laughs> <laughs> not 2200 G. Too soon. Adam. Too soon. Um, I'm going to put forward Polaris again because I do feel like, I mean, on the one hand, you could argue that, the reason it has such long legs still is because AMD hasn't really come out with a ton in that like super lower end now. But I mean, those cards are still being produced for a hundred bucks. You can get an RX 570 and that thing is pretty dang good for a hundred bucks doing really good at that part of the, uh, the spectrum. But at the time it came out, I thought it was a good balance between what you paid and what you got. And it really spurred NVIDIA to, to do the thing they always do, which is, oh, no, no, we're not going to have our gigantic lead shrink any any tiny bit. We're going to try to keep pushing that gigantic lead forward. Um, yeah, I think I said most of it last year. Uh, I don't know if I have much to add to that other than that. But I can add to it. It's thanks. not my pick, but I can add to it for you. Thanks. I love Polaris. I especially love uh, the... The, the Radeon RX 570 is great. I just say 100 bucks these days gets you a great experience. But when it came out, the Radeon RX 580 was the graphics card that actually brought 1440p to the masses. Before that, if you wanted 1440p gaming, you had to spend 300 often significantly more to even attempt it. Uh, the RX 580 came out at 200 bucks, the 4 gig version. It just really unlocked experiences that you couldn't get before. And as we've said before on the show over and over again, I mean, that's a big deal to me. And just as a testament to how well uh, Polaris has stood the test of time, uh, now that AMD's uh, Navi architecture, RDNA, is out, uh, when the RX 5500 XT came out, I actually didn't review it very well. I actually 
had a chat with AMD after it because they wanted to discuss some uh, viewpoints. And one of those viewpoints is look at how strong the Polaris value proposition still is compared to these new chips for the same price. I was arguing you should still get Polaris. You should still get a 570. You should still get a 580 for what they're selling at these points. And you just don't see graphics cards last four years at the way that Polaris has. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I didn't bring that as a pick. I just no, no, no. I That's figured, a great pick. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't. I figured you would pu- you would push the other one that I was thinking of doing. So I will see if that actually bears out. Nice, cool. I, I got to mark down Polaris. Uh, Brad, why don't you go next? Okay. Uh, since we're talking about GPUs, I'll start with that. Uh, I'm also going to rehash your pick. Another reason to restart it. Uh, I'm going to go with the first ever GPU. Uh, the GeForce 256. This is the graphics card that gave graphics processing units its name. Uh, it was the first ever chip. Came out around 1999, somewhere around there, uh, right before the turn of the century. First GPU. Beat Voodoo. Beat what ATI had at the time. Really cemented NVIDIA's leadership that it still has 20 years later at this point. Uh it, the DDR version, there are a couple different versions, but the DDR version was the really cool one. Uh, it took a bunch of tasks that previously worked, had to be rendered on the CPU, like transform and lighting effects, and moved it over to the GPU. It was one of the first DirectX 7 cards. Shortly after that, 3DFX faded from memory. Uh, ATI, soon after that, wound up selling to AMD. Uh, and I think... The first ever GPU, the GeForce 256, is a big part that all of that happened. Nice. I like it. Uh, I guess since uh, Gordon wants to go last uh, in, in this Good first turn. round, I'll go next. And I'll say I'm, I'm taking a little different of a tactic because uh, last year, you know, I had my picks, but I'm, I'm kind of the PC building noob of the, uh, of the group. So my extensive knowledge of, of PC hardware doesn't reach that far back. So instead uh, I reached out to the awesome people in our discord. Uh, there's a link to it in our description uh, to, to come up with some nominees. So I'm, I'm going to be kind of handpicking uh, some of the nominees from them. I will give a couple shout outs real quick. These aren't part of the official nominees, but we, we had some really good discussions uh, around different things. You know, uh, liquid R brought up uh, the first Oculus rift and HTC Vive, you know, brought, brought mainstream kind of uh into the into the masses for sure but honestly i i, I think that's still a little too early uh, mm. uh to to put forward um you know even uh bori zero said uh nvidia pascal cards which was an awesome leap in performance there's still a lot of people using them i feel like it's eh, not not quite time for pascal to be put in a, in a hall of fame uh it's it's still hey, out there almost, in the field almost brought the 1080 ti instead of the 256 but i need to get the 256 in there then i can start adding stuff like the 1080 ti <laughs> right exactly yeah so you know uh, I'm, I'm gonna skip over that one uh but the the first one i i think is an interesting one this one's from uh from ziv uh the nzxt guardian uh i i can give you a link to this case uh that they provided ah, yes but they said, uh, ziv said friend of the show ziv said uh early 2000s case uh typified a, a whole generation of case design uh, made PC building look cool, even if it looks a bit ostentatious now. Uh, it, it was a it was a, a PC gaming ass PC, uh, and, yes. and I kind of like it in all in all the good ways. I mean, it's 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 fallen out of favor now, but uh, at least according to, to Ziv, this is kind of 
you know, where they saw a turning point in, in PC case design being over the top and like really exemplifying like, Hey, look, I'm a PC gamer and I'm, I'm totally about the, uh, the aesthetics of it. So it looks like a transformer to me. It was a, it was, uh, a kind of an aggressive design, but I like it. Definitely big contrast to the beige boxes for sure. I actually, just to talk about it a little bit, I don't have any strong personal feelings about this case, but when I was sitting here thinking about potential nominees, uh, one of the potential nominees from roughly the same era, probably a little bit after, was actually NZXT's Phantom 410 for me, which is the one that looked like a stormtrooper that everybody had for a while. So NZXT's done a lot of good work at you know just pushing the industry forward. And actually, Mr. Pips in YouTube chat just said this exact thing as you started, Brad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One mind. I actually have a a case as well, but I will talk about that later since we're basically talking about graphics cards. I would like to nominate the 3D FX, and for old timers, it's 3D, the D was uppercase, and then FX, lowercase, because they changed that later on, if I remember. The original 3DFX Voodoo card. Now, the reason I I think it should go into the Hall of Fame is the 3DFX was, uh, in its day, a, a fairly strange workaround hack because you had an actual, two. they called them 2D cards. You had your standard graphics card that displayed all of the 2D information on the screen for Windows. And then you had a second card you dropped in next to it. And then you ran a D-sub or VGA cable to your 2D card. And that v- the, the Voodoo card would handle all of the 3D work. So you would use the 2D card for Windows and then for playing games that supported its special API called Glide. Uh, you now actually had 3D accelerated games that really changed PC gaming to be honest, because before that, graphics on PCs were pretty horrible, pretty slow. If you ever experienced the original 3DFX Voodoo card, it was like night and day. And it changed the PC forever in a lot of ways, because you could never go back to those low frame rate, very horrible looking games to a fairly smooth, you know, for its day, you know, uh, high high frame rate gaming. And it just, you know, that kicked off the entire 3D wars, it felt like. Uh, as well as API wars, because you had OpenGL, you had Glide, you had DirectX. It was a, it was a very, very rocky day. But the, we would not be here if not for the 3DFX in a lot of ways, because it really created a whole market for PC gaming that did not truly exist before. There were there were games before then, but there was not gaming the way it was with actual hardware acceleration. It wasn't perfect. It was funky because it was a second card. And, of course, ultimately, all of the textures looked like they were just, you know, watercolors in a lot of ways because they were so overly smoothed over. But it really is the reason we exist today, the 3D FX voodoo card. So uh, actually that was one of uh, the, somebody in Discord, Corbin D had said the uh, 3D FX voodoo 2 
Uh, I'm not quite sure what makes a difference. Uh, their notes were, it wasn't the first 3D GPU, <clears throat> but it was the one that made 3D graphics big and successful, in their opinion. Uh, and it was the first L- SLI-capable card. <clears throat> yeah, the Voodoo 2s were the follow-up to the original Voodoo, which had that by then had become um, a major hit. And you could run two cards running scanline interleave with little ribbon cable between them. It was crazy. Those were... Those were the days of essentially PC muscle cars where you just had every slot full. MPEG-2 decoder, <laughs> two video cards, a really good 2D <laughs> card because you still needed a really good 2D card to drive your CRT and a sound card. Oh, and then maybe you had Ethernet because that was every single PCI <laughs> but, slot full in a, in a machine back then. But you'd still rather nominate the, the first Voodoo than the Voodoo 2. Yeah, because, you know, the Voodoo 2 would not have come if not for the the original Voodoo. The Voodoo was, you know, what made it possible. And I think it's it, very much like how last year we picked the 8088, 8086. Uh, if not for that CPU, if not for the 3DFX Voodoo, uh, PC gaming would not exist as it is today. Because it really did make it possible. And the GeForce 256 and all of that really... You know, it does. I, I don't think some of the competing companies would agree because they may think their technology predated it. But the card that really made it possibility for all gamers was the original Voodoo card. Cool. When I was sitting here trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to rehash my pick with the GeForce 256, the card that was, I was like, eh, I could bring this as new instead was the Voodoo one. So that's a great nominee. Okay. And a fun fact about that Voodoo 2's SLI. It probably runs better than SLI on current day systems. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they were, I mean, people, it was the same kind of craziness. You basically had, you know, reference cards, and then you had really, really trick aftermarket cards that people really put a lot of money and effort into. And those Voodoo cards, uh, if I remember right, they the Voodoo 2s went into a lot of uh, game coin ops. So a lot of coin ops ran on, on Voodoo graphics, and you could, you could tell just by looking at it because the textures... <laughs> had been like watercolor pastel on on everything but uh still uh, high frame rates over you know sharper textures i think was with the feeling most gamers back then nice i like it all right uh so then round two elena why don't you give uh your next pick oh it's back to me already yeah we right, a little faster to... this year once we got I used know. to it we are going faster. Although well, but, I um, have we're to... not into the debate part yet, though. That's that's true. <laughs> that's Although where it I, takes the most I am a little confused what your actual pick was. Were you just only reading community things, or did uh, you actually have your own? Yeah, my pick was the NZXT Guardian. Okay. That case, yep. I wasn't sure because you had said you attributed it to Ziv, so I wasn't sure if you were still reading. I'm I'm, I'm here as as a man of the people, so the I'm voice uh, of the people. Yeah, yeah. I'm. This I'm, is not the people's it. choice, Adam. <laughs> This well, the pe- the people's might end up, you know, being a tiebreaker. We'll see. That's true. That's true. But I mean, right. it, I'm saying in lieu of me having an extensive knowledge, I I turned to the community. So <laughs> they did the work for me. So I am going to put forth Athlon 64. Um, but for me, I'm not going to put the first gen. I know most people feel the first gen is really where it's at, but I have a particular soft spot for the X2. So the second generation dual core chip, because I feel like that was a that was a huge leap. If I if I remember correctly, and I double checked this, and the internet seems to say that my memory is correctly, they were the first as well to go dual core. So I that was what made me switch teams. 
I had always been an Intel person before. I mean, that was really only the option that I knew coming from a more mainstream background. And I feel like that was a thing that really elevated AMD for a long time before the unfortunate, the unfortunate period, capital U, capital P. <laughs> um, the lost decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if Pentium D came first or after that, but did it? I it may have. It was really close. I but I will tell you, of course, Pentium D. The name just sounded bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing could have been worse is like Pentium F. You know, it's like what? That's like ATF. You can't have D for. I mean, I know they thought dual, but it was just like Pentium D. I mean, <laughs> I pass. I, I pass. Another thing that. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, yeah, that's true. You did technically pass, but come on. Yeah. So besides the jump to dual core first, they also had lower TDP. So for me at the time, that was really attractive just because I didn't have a big budget and I didn't want to spend a lot extra on like a better case with more fans. I was when I started in PC building, I was I was pretty broke. So I was kind of scrimping and uh, sliding through on the the best I could do at the time. So I just feel in a lot of ways that particular chip put something into the hands of the masses that wasn't really there before that made it seem a lot more approachable. Those were really good chips. I mean, those X2s were... Mine's still know, running. I still they, have it. They, they ruled the world back then, it feels like. What do you use it for? Like, just a normal computer? Or... So right now it's living at my parents' house as their daily driver. I'm going to, they've been complaining a bit though. So I'm going to give mm -hmm. them my 2500K system. So but then I'll take, I'm going to take back the Athlon X2 system and repurpose it into a Linux box because I can't, mm -hmm. I can't decommission it yet. I just can't. I don't know. It's not time. I use mine as uh, the little finger, you know. <laughs> Is that the tool. one you use for the picture, the eraser yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. I pushed it all down so I could fit my thumb in there. Uh, it would be cool to put, I mean, put a, just because you could use a SATA uh, SSD on there. It would be cool to, oh, God, could you even get SATA? Yeah. Hmm. It would be cool to see that X2 system running Windows 10 with, with, uh, with an SSD behind it. Oh, I am running How SSD with that. There's, oh, there's okay. no, there's no way that thing would would be usable with a hard a flatter drive. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I I switched when I gave that system to them. I put the, put an SSD in there so that it was uh, bearable. Yeah, that's a fine chip. And uh, the AMD chips of that era were also on my shortlist because you know AMD had a lot of first around there, first to a, a gig, first to sixty four bits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, that lasted for a few years. Uh, and then my pick landed. Uh, I believe we talked about this in different ways last year. Uh, I think it's still worth mentioning again. Intel's core architecture, I'm going to specifically say the Core 2 Conroe series. Uh, but really, the entire, you know, Core 2, core two came out, Core came out, and just smushed what AMD had to offer then. And it kicked off more than 10 years of domination for Intel. Uh, AMD's steamroller and all them cores just could not compete. Uh, Core 2 architecture shook up modern PC desktop systems and laptop systems in a way we, frankly, like haven't seen before. Like, there's nothing else that had that run. 
Uh, it's kind of weird nominating now that we're on like the 17th year of 14 nanometer core chips. Uh, but for the first eight to 10 years that these things were out, yeah, I think they came out 2006 is what Wikipedia tells me. You know, it's 10 years of just dominating AMD. That's a decade. That doesn't happen in the technology business. That's how good the core two response was to what AMD was doing with these Athlon chips. And a decade of domination to me deserves being in the Hall of Fame. So nice. wait, what are you nominating exactly? Just the general core architecture? I just start? go core two, core two okay. architecture. Sure. Which yeah, or, we, we talked the about original it last year. Core two, right? Yeah. It's actually different than I thought you what you were going to nominate. Last year I did Sandy Bridge because Sandy Bridge is the you one that really. K. Yeah, it's the one that really, really, you know, to me made it like wow, like really punched them, but. That's like Gordon was saying with the Voodoo one. It was just the core two architectures is the birthplace of it. So, and plenty of people still using Sandy Bridge. Yeah, right. I yeah. still have my twenty five hundred K system. And, and actually, so. a master procrastinator in Discord yesterday had nominated the twenty six hundred K. But yeah, you know, that's. Uh, yeah, I, I think twenty five hundred K is a great part, but it is really the Cal Ripken of like CPUs. I mean, you know, <laughs> basically, Cal Cal Ripken is in the Hall of Fame or will be headed to the Hall Baseball Hall of Fame because he must be in there. He always played, right? This, this is like yeah. it never he showed up no matter what. I'm sure if like the stadium were empty now and everybody was away from the pandemic, Cal Ripken would still be there, and that's <laughs> really the you know old reliable. But I I think. You would not put Cal Ripken above Joe DiMaggio, of course, in a lot of ways, um, for an entry into the Hall of Fame because of that. So I would think, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, side note, uh, Avoca Pro- Avocati Productions, I don't know, never know how to say that, uh, gave us $5. Thank you. It was a super chat. Thank you. It said, AMD was first with the dual core releasing the Athlon 64X2 in April 2005. Intel's first dual core, dual core was January 2007. Love the show. That seems well, a little you. late. Yeah. I think when I looked it up, it was like later 2005, 2006. But... No clue. All I know uh, was either way, Andy thank was you for first. Super chat. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't get any better. And the name was just like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So my, my next pick uh, was an interesting discussion that happened in Discord yesterday. Uh, Rare, uh, originally threw out the Chromax Noctua line, said, I'm going to nominate the Chromax Noctua line. I feel like this allowed me to finally stop ignoring Noctua, Noctua options because of the beige color scheme. And uh, ben, ben, Benato said, you know what? I'm going to nominate the Noctua beige because uh, <laughs> the initial color scheme uh, was purely because their marketing was to spite people who cared about looks more. So that's my pick right now is the Noctua beige fan, which I mean, I, I have two in this system. I mean, if you look at them, you know they're Noctua fans, and mm. you know. Like, My neighbor just painted his garage doors like that brownish tannish oh, color. I'm really? like, oh, those look like Noctua fans. I almost took a picture and put it on Twitter. <laughs> Which I mean, it's hard because I mean they're still being used, but I mean they've they're been iconic. around. They're iconic, right? I mean they've been around for a while, and they're what an underappreciated part of of a system. Uh, you know, because we're we're nominating GPUs and CPUs and all that fun stuff, but the fans, you know. You gotta you gotta give it to the fans sometimes. It's a it's a, it's a dark horse pick. Fans pick fans. Yeah, that that beige was I mean like what chocolate brown cho- chocolate and then like just beige. I don't know watered down milk milk Coffee. chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's like coffee colored. 
uh, Evocative really, and, you know, Productions was so saying it was announced in 2006, released in January 2007. Yeah, that's what I was just reading, too. It just shows hey, you how same long... Same year as Core 2. Hey, it's oh, a big year, year for computing. And it's still here. The color is still here, but it just shows you if you stick with that color long enough, that it's like a, it's part of your brand, right? I'm surprised people haven't knocked it off. Like, you know how they have like, well, our, our keys are blues. You mean like cherry? No, they're just blue, right? And you just like, and they just have like that kind of base. Somebody else would just knock off their color and then not to a, we'll be like, that's our color. It's like, no, no, you don't own that color. They, they, they were in the first, I had knocked two of fans in the first PC I ever built and, uh, and I will continue to use them. That's, that's iconic. I even knew back in the day. The cool thing about the PC is you can still be using those very fans in your new PCs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. That's, uh, that's, that's my slash the community's pick. Cool. Like round it. two. Uh, what do you think, Gordon? What's your next one? So for for my pick, I thought, well, do I change? But no, uh, because I argued for it last year, and I agree a hundred percent with Brad that the Core Two deserves its place in the Hall of Fame. It is old enough to, for the most part, mostly be retired at this point. Although it's a fine, it will still run a system fine. But Core Two really did change things. For Intel, especially changing its fortunes to go from, you know, Pentium 4, which could just never close the door on Athlon. Never could. Ever. Ever. I mean, there were just maybe some times where they were close, but never did. And with Core 2, they never looked back. It was, and for an organization like Intel, which a lot of a lot of parallels to today, Pentium 4 and NetBurst was just, for the most part, viewed as you know not a great product people didn't like it it just wasn't successful from people who cared about performance in the end they still sold a ton because it's intel but nobody would say it deserved that those sales figures some people would argue it didn't but core 2 really changed that they went from you wouldn't want a Pentium 4 unless even if someone gave it to you to you wouldn't want an athlon at that point because core 2 shut the door on amd and they were gone for more than 11 until Ryzen showed up, which is a really, really long run. So I, I think it, it's it's time it, it goes to the Hall of Fame. So you're you're also throwing in for the Core 2? Yes, so that's two votes already for the Core 2. Oh, and even when Ryzen showed up, the first gen, it was Ryzen is back, they're competitive. Here's reasons why you should buy a Ryzen chip. It wasn't the story now, which is now you have to like make a case for why you should buy an Intel chip. When Ryzen first came out, yes, it was great, but it did not shut the door on a, right. on Intel the way yeah. that yeah. Uh, Core 2 shut the door on AMD back in the day. Yeah, it really was night and day. And I remember <laughs> I did a build at Comic-Con and, you know, it was mic'd up when we were talking about Core 2. And it was just like, people are like, what? It's like, yeah, it's a real deal. This is, this is like, cause remember, we went through a period where <laughs> Intel just sucked. You didn't want Intel suddenly like to go like a light bulb to like, yeah, you don't want AMD. You want Intel for that. That was really the part that, that did it. So a, cool. a big, big moment. All right. I like it. Uh, Elena, round three. No, oh, it's back to me already. Round three, fight. Oh, it's weird going first because then I it's, I think there's something to what Gordon says. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of change up because I have more than three picks, obviously, just in case. I'll I go before want... A if you want. Mm. Up to you. B is not before A. 
It's fine. It's <laughs> I fine. Care. I my third one I know for sure. The the only other option would just mostly a troll Gordon, but <laughs> I'll save that for next year maybe. <laughs> so my my final pick, my third pick, is the Raspberry Pi. So this is when it came out in 2012. It was. I mean, the word's overused, but I do think it was kind of revolutionary in that it was a $35 board and you could get up and running for basic tasks. So like the the founders of Raspberry Pi, the sorry, the Raspberry Pi Foundation, which kind of, you know, oversees all of this, um, they wanted to make computer science much more accessible to, you know, young people. And, you know, beyond that, it makes it end up making so many projects and other things possible so i originally i think they thought they were only going to sell like a thousand and then they got such a rush of enthusiasm to the announcement that they are like maybe ten thousand and they like sold like a hundred thousand like the first day it went on sale and so the first year they sold like 700,000. I think now they've sold like up to 30 million all told with all the successive generations. So, I mean, there's to me, there's obviously a need for like lower and affordable hardware. And I think Raspberry Pi has done a really great job of filling that. Um, I, I really appreciate that it's there because, I mean, it shows up in the weirdest places. Uh, I was looking up, apparently Oracle built a, a like, a gigantic Pi supercomputer where they took like over a thousand of them and put the the Raspberry Pi 3 and they uh, put them together to create a supercomputer. Uh, NASA used a Raspberry Pi 3 for uh, one of its Mars missions. Um, I just think that uh, my own experience with it, not just doing like the, the retro Pi type builds or like Pi Hole, which is an ad blocking thing for your network, um, but the fact that the Raspberry Pi 4 is actually usable as a, you know, it's a, it's a lower end daily driver for sure. You're going to feel some hiccups like you would like on a, a low end Chromebook. It's, I would say it's a little bit comparable to that experience. But the fact that you could get up and running for $75 to $100 on a budget, I just think that's great. Like we, we haven't really seen that before. I think it's great that they keep rolling out updates to the mm-hmm. Raspberry Pi uh, yeah. and keeping that same $35 price. So the Raspberry Pi you can get now is much more potent than the first mm-hmm. gen one was. Yep. Uh, the first gen one had a lot of caveats. Uh, the new one, it's like you say, like this is a this is an awesome tool, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I think this is an outstanding pick. I'm really, I never thought of it. I'm pumped that you did. Yeah, uh, I love it. Like- my own kid, my 10-year-old kid, uh, she's now 10. Uh, the first PC she ever built was one of those Kano PCs that are built around uh, a Raspberry Pi. And then using that, she started using Scratch to code stuff and doing stuff in Minecraft and whatnot. And that's the whole idea behind the Raspberry mm-hmm. Pi. And I think they've been spectacularly successful with that. So in addition to everything Elena said, I think it's doing a great job at pushing coding and general computer experience into the world. And I love to see it. Exactly. Brad's really good at summarizing what I mean to say, so he should always just follow me. <laughs> I just add to it. My, it's a little bit different. Uh, speaking of following you, uh, my pick uh, might be a little bit controversial, as Ooh. the Raspberry Pi might be as well. Uh, I alluded to this last year as a troll pick. Uh, 
But it actually is my pick. It was last year uh, as well. It made the short list. Uh, I'm going to go with the original MacBook Air. Uh, Max, at least for now, we'll give it a few years and see what's up. All right, and that's the end of the show. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Macs are PCs, too. They're walled off, you know, on their own, you know, over there in their own playground PCs, but they're still PCs. And that original MacBook Air, even though it took forever Apple forever to update the design and it wound up getting long in the tooth. That was the machine that really kicked off the thin and light craze. Ultrabooks were created as a response to MacBook Air. Five years later, PC makers were still trying to achieve what Apple achieved with the MacBook Air around 2010, 2008. Uh, We're there now. I think thin and light Windows PCs have caught up uh, and surpassed the MacBook in many ways. I really don't like where Apple's going with its lineup these days, but there's no denying, like the Intel Core architecture, that original MacBook Air just turned the computing industry on its head. So I'm not usually an Apple fan, but you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, and I, I want to follow up what you just said, because I think <laughs> also for context, it's important to remember that at the time in 2008, 2009, that was the era of the netbook. So like when you if you wanted lightweight, you had to go for like these low end, like kind of still chunky looking 11 inch devices. So MacBook Air was a I mean, definitely different price categories, but still like if you're looking for lightweight, it was difficult to find back then. And those things ran like the first gen Raspberry Pi. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah, books. Well, uh... I have one of those too. I hope you're happy, Brad, because we just lost uh, hundreds of subscriptions. Uh, <laughs> have, have been re- reported, uh, Clay said, reported for violent content. Uh, so. <laughs> but no, good you, pick. Wow, man. I know. Really and impartial. Really it is very field. fair. I mean, I, 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 give, uh, I give Apple a hard time, but Apple did for a long time set the stage for where laptops you know, should be. And it's not even the original, well, I think really the second generation of the MacBook Air, but going all the way back to the power books with the built-in trackballs and the, and, and the, uh, you know, the LCD screens and there, Apple really was very forward looking in a lot of its laptop designs, but that in the sort of more modern era, yeah, that, that the, the original MacBook Air really did sort of change everything for, for laptops. So that that's a really good pick, as well as the raspberry. I myself am going to stick to the bread and butter. Wait, wait, isn't Adam? Oh, wait, it's turn Adam's next? turn. You're right. Whatever. Adam whatever. Will go next. No, I, Adam. Adam, let's hear, let's hear from the People's Choice. I, I will say that <laughs> there was some chatter about nominating an, an Apple IIe or something like that. Because I mean, let's let's be serious. That was probably the very first computer I ever uh, touched or worked on was at school. You know, school lab. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, that's that's iconic. So, you know. I think there's something to be said about there. I, I also say uh, Cause MC had thrown out the Ryzen 5 1600, but I, I still feel a like soon, a little Ryzen. soon, right? Spoiler alert. Too soon. Once we start, you know, some of the big major, you know, corner pieces of PC history are going to get knocked out and added to the Hall of Fame in this episode, most likely. Next year is when, for me, I'm going to start looking at things like Ryzen and, yes, the GeForce RTX 20 series. Hmm. Yeah, you guys were on the RTX train heavy last year. I'm kind of wondering Hmm. how that's going to look in a couple of years. (laughs) Interesting. What do you mean, like, uh, whether that's going to age well? Yeah. 
Because I, I, I mean, I, I feel like it was a it was an interesting start, but we have yet to see what the follow up is going to be. So, yeah, yeah. I'm well, not saying you know, that I'm against it. I'm just saying I'm waiting to see how it goes, Gordon. Then you're just asking questions. All I can tell you <laughs> is why did we? Why did you start at one? You should have already gone to ten. Why didn't you start at ten? Well, because I didn't say that either. I didn't say that either. I'm just saying that VR had a really interesting like push in 2014, 2015, and then it went a direction that I wasn't expecting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes, but I suspect by this time next year. I will think that the RTX 20 series would be worth contention in the Hall of Fame. You know, it seems crazy because it's still <laughs> going to be in service. It's still going to be new. But you do have to admit, if NVIDIA has taken all of all of the, the arrows from the community for pushing hardware ray tracing, and hardware ray tracing is essentially the default feature on all graphics cards by 2021... Then you have to you got to really give it to, to to and consoles and consoles, but you have to give it to to the the, the twenty two thousand series for essentially changing the course of PC gaming history, right? Because yep. it did it first. They took all the damage, and yeah, we'll see, Elena. If next year, no, I'm laughing because of Adam's face, not because of what you're saying. Sorry. No, I just saying if we, next year we come out and all the consoles don't have ray tracing and ray tracing games and. On and AMD and Intel and NVIDIA don't have ray tracing, then, you know, obviously it will not have worked out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then Gordon's face says that he doesn't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> is, it my, is it my turn? You, you got more from the... No, I... Uh, well, I mean, I, there, there's a couple other things. Benito uh, recommended or nominated Fermi, uh, which actually was my first GPU. I, I had a, a 460... Uh, so I, I think that was pretty good. Uh, but mine, I actually need your help. This last one I, I, I want to do cause I think it's important. Uh, and uh, there was a lot of talk about this, uh, SSDs. I don't want to nominate necessarily SSDs as a product category cause that's not necessarily anything, but I mean, it's so influential and maybe, and maybe it's too early cause I mean, we obviously SSDs are where we're at now, but like SSDs changed a lot, at least for me in video production, large file management, transfer speeds. I mean, when I got a, an SSD personally, it impacted me and uh, honestly, you know, across the whole industry, it's, it's a huge change to be able to take a spinning platter drive and throw in an SSD and you're just like, Oh wow, this is like a new machine. So yes. I'm not quite sure what to nominate here. So I, I kind of need everybody's help. But I mean, do we do we go with like the first SSD? Somebody put the Intel uh, X25M or maybe the Samsung Evo line because actually that was my first SSD was Samsung Evo or OCC Vertex. I, I don't know. what what. How do you think we could work this? Boy, I tell you, those early days of SSDs were, I mean, it's a wild west. I don't know who you would, what... SSD would you pick to represent that era that was the most affordable? Well, not really affordable because it was it was definitely an enthusiast class piece of hardware. So Elena would say it's not good, but uh, that's not true. I, I know what I would pick. Yeah, how, I how would you? pick a Samsung. I think 750 Evo, the one that came out five or so six years ago, and that was really the one where it reached price a price point. And mass adoption enough that you could say, hey, SSDs are finally here. I was just looking. We actually, as on PC World, we have the history of the SSD from 2012. So these things have been around forever. 
but nobody could afford them. Nobody had them ever. To me, it was really, you know, five or so years ago, people started yes. going, hey, man, go get one of these Samsung Evos. And yeah. you started seeing them blow up. There are a bunch of other ones. Like back in the day, I paid $500 for a 500 gigabyte, like, crucial yeah. SSD or something. <laughs> but most people weren't doing that. Uh, Samsung Evos are the ones that changed that. Yeah. yeah, but again, that's, you know, it just feels like you then you're ignoring all of the hard fought battles to even make SSDs possible. And I, when I think back to that, I think to, I looked at OCZ, uh, Corsair was an early player before all of the hard drive players decided to get into it because they didn't want to really disturb their spending platter markets. But I mean, there were just a lot. I mean, it felt like a dozen different SSD makers at the time. Intel, of course, had the X25M that was actually pretty popular, but that was really, you know, by that time it was cemented that that solid state storage was, was really going to be the choice. But I'm, I don't like for, in my brain, I sort of think OCZ was sort of that standout because they really did um, yeah. have a lot of really standout drives. Yeah. So, or, or, somebody, uh, what, what about the actual technology maybe behind it? Uh, Elvis says maybe MLC or 3d NAN or is that, I don't know. Also I mean, kind of weird just, to nominate. It's weird, you know, because you sort of have to pick that one. What is the iconic representation of the first SSD that we ever used? I mean, most of the chat is leaning towards uh, um, Samsung or or OCZ. Yeah, like those are kind of the two. Um, So I don't know. I mean, and maybe this isn't a good pick. I I do have backup ones if if we don't think this this one works out. But, uh, you know. It, it's it's personal to me. I think it's a, a huge you know thing in PC hardware, but I, I don't know how to necessarily encapsulate it as a nomination. I don't disagree with you. I think it's just the difficulty is narrowing it to something that we can put in to the Hall of Fame as an inductee. Oh, is it MLC? I'd be down for MLC, Nand. Saying say something MLC. like that. Yeah. Just because it was so cost effective with MLC over the original yeah. SLC. Yeah, that's when it yeah. just started. That I think the old seven. 750 was MLC, the Evo 750, right around that era. Probably. Yeah. So I would be down for MLC NAND just as a technology. Because I think for a Hall of Fame like this, there are going to be cases where we're going to have to have a technology like this. Because it is SSDs over the last five or six years that have really made such a huge difference. Yes. And as somebody in YouTube chat just pointed out a little bit ago that they've saved so many older machines from going to a landfill because yep. you can just get so much more life out of older hardware now. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. That, cool. That's, that's my reasonable. pick. A- MLC NAND then. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Although, uh, you know, what's interesting. I was looking at a top, uh, it was a list of players that have scored the highest points in any game. And I think Wilt Chamberlain has, he scored like a hundred, like four times or something like that. It's he's the very top of the. So you would think Will Chamberlain would go before other players, but just just <laughs> to point that out, just to point that out. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think there's room for reasonable people to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's very diplomatic, I, Brad. It is. It is my my last uh, thing I want to nominate. I will. I wanted something a little different than sort of all the the flashy, you know, graphics cards and CPUs and and storage chips. And my nomination. 
I don't know if you will all agree with this, but in my reasons that I think it should be in the Hall of Fame is the original Corsair Obsidian 800D case. This case dates back to about 2009. Uh, doing a search, there was a, uh, a video of a very young Linus doing an unboxing of it, looking at all the features of it, because I had to really brush up on it because I hadn't seen one in many years. But looking back at the 800D, it was really uh, Corsair's first case enclosure, so they wanted to go big. It was a huge sort of super tower, really large case. But they sort of poured a lot of things into that case that really changed, set the tone for a lot of modern cases. There was an extremely large cutout to mount your water coolers and to dismount your uh, air coolers. I mean, you know, typically your mounts are fairly tiny and the mount, if you look at it, that cutout to access the back of the motherboard was huge on there. They had pass-throughs with grommets rubber grommets for uh, in multiple, multiple positions. Basically, the entire case was, they looked at it and they said, you know what, whenever you build a system, it's a real pain in the butt to round out, route all those wires. So we're actually going to sit down and think, well, if you build this case with this orientation or with this power supply and you're going to round it this way, where would you run the wires? And there were just so many ways to run the wiring in that original 800D that you could build a very clean case. It was very modular. A lot of the parts could come out. You couldn't completely disassemble the entire case. But um, it really it really set the tone because a lot of cases before then, believe me, there were some awesome super tower cases from all the, 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 the classic case vendors you can think of. But that 800D sort of put everything together, really put a lot of thinking into wire management. And all the cooler had all the mounting for rads and everything. And it really sort of was really the... The, the you know the 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 modern day parent of of modern cases in a lot of ways and of course since then all the features from the original 800d which was a premium very expensive you know four hundred dollar case three hundred dollar case back then that was a lot of money for a case all of those features are now found in eighty dollar cases today so it's all kind of trickled down from then but to me that was the case that had all the tricks together uh uh, support for large rads, big cutout for mounting for the coolers, removable drive bays, a ton of drive bays, as well as just routing space behind the motherboards, you know, and and everything. It just it was it was really the modern day case that if you really think about how to do it, had everything. I rest my case. case, Senator. <laughs> we, wow. we are getting a little bit of pushback in Twitch chat. Um, Uncle Elias wants to know, isn't, wasn't Antec the first one to do that? Not Corsair? You know, I really think, because I mean, looking at those Antec cases, they had some, I had some of the really cool um, silent cases. Antec, Antec cases of that vintage, I don't think as a builder who's built in many Antec cases of that vintage, I would not put them in the same level of of the 800D because the, the anti-cases, in fact, I'm looking at my, my wife's 2500K box right down there. It was, and it was about that vintage. It, there were just, there was always some kind of weird, you know, as you know, from if you've built in any of those older cases, it was, you'd, you'd build something and like, what? Like, why is this so, case so narrow? You know, I, cause all the, cause people started to mount SATA instead of going 
perpendicular to the motherboard. They started to go parallel. A lot of those cases were really narrow and you didn't have the space. So I would, I wouldn't give it all to Antec. Certainly. And you know, this is the thing. You don't just go start at 10, right? You start at one. You got to start somewhere. Antec, Silverstone, Cooler Master, all those case vendors have built, have had parts. They've had flashes of brilliance upon the way. I really, in my mind, I feel the 800D put it all together into a case that if you ever build into versus other very similar, very large cases, you're like, wow, this case is really, really easy to build in. And I, I wouldn't think for my experience, an Antec case or a Cooler Master or a Silverstone, as beautiful as they were, as the cool things that they did, didn't all have it all together back then. Well, of course, a lot of people have it now. But yes, they all get credit for building that. But I think the 800D had it all. I agree with you 100%. Like, I think that the 800D was a turning stone. We actually used uh, the smaller 750D as our graphics card system through like 2016 and 17. Like, it stood the test of time, the basic design. But everything you're saying about not starting at 10 and starting at 1 and laying the bricks stuff, doesn't that invalidate all your arguments against Adam's MLC <laughs> NAND, you know, Samsung Evos and whatnot? Well, I mean, I would say you would definitely want to pick you would definitely want to pick a 750 Evo. I would be for 750 Evo as sort of the every nerds. It made mass NAND storage possible for all nerds, not just the elite. That That's a fair argument. <laughs> but I also do think you have to pay homage to the original ones. And yes, like Antec. Were... Yes, but I would. <laughs> I am saying in this case, 800D put it all together. Yeah, and you know the 800D. If you think the the Evo, if you think the Evo, you know uh, the original Samsung Evo series really put it together, made it possible to have reliable, high performance, high capacity, reasonably cost NAND for all nerds. I think the 800D put it all together. So, I totally yes. agree. I think that's a great pick, actually. I never even crossed my mind, but I 100% that's a great pick. And that was their, their first case, you know, but they wanted to come out big. And, and to me, it's, I think it's Anzir. It, I don't know. I, Go ahead. I still think there's a kind of a, a logical uh, conflict in what you just argued, because if Classic MLC Gordon. NAND is about going to the masses, 800D, if I remember right, was an enthusiast level case. That thing was not cheap. Yeah, it was three to four hundred dollars. Exactly. Was, uh, so I don't know if that's necessarily putting things in the hands of the masses right away. No, but again, you're saying, but the but the 750 Evo was, hey, this is made it possible for everybody. Not everything's got to make it possible for everybody. No, but again, <laughs> I would say the 800D really did. From then on, everybody else said we got to look. They stepped it up. We got to now also think about. Look, we have to think about uh, wiring. Rubber, and, you know, yeah. It didn't do everything right because those grommets in that 800 the grommets D, were great. Well, they were great, but they'd all fall out. It was real pain in the ass because they'd all slip out. And it's like you just like you just want to epoxy the things in because you'd be building it and the things would come out. But they had all of the wiring thought out right because some people had they had channels they'd cut out a sp- slot, but it wasn't really like well the slot was too small to get a main power connector through. They were just you know those little kind of weird weird things that just didn't make it all right. But the 800D had everything like thought out as far as all the wiring. So I think that's my argument for it. And again, yeah, it was an enthusiast level case because it was a super tower. The thing, the reason why they made the 750D and they made the cheaper versions and discontinued the 800D was just too expensive to make. That thing was not cheap to make. It weighed a ton. It was huge. 
And, you know, but it was a good way to break into the market with something flashy. I don't disagree with you. Just like Brad said, I don't disagree with you with that case specifically as a pick. I just like Brad. I think it's kind of funny how you're arguing it. Hey, no, but I, I, no, I agree. I agree. That's a hey, man. 750 Evo. Okay. I'm, I'm with that. But at some point, the earliest SSD also needs to be recognized, mm-hmm. right? It's like, again, it's like the Beatles argument. Mm-hmm. Beatles the got kinks in. were better. Is that the argument? <laughs> Because they were no. I mean, I like the Kinks. I'm a huge Kinks fan. I would never argue the Kinks made the impact the Beatles did on on no. uh, on music. Yeah. So, uh, so real quick, uh, just to go back to the the uh, the SSD thing. Uh, Evo Caddy Productions, Caddy Evo Caddy Productions. I think I learned how to say it right. Uh, said we nominated the wrong product. Uh, it was the 840 Evo oh. that has the first uh, MLC. And so, but I mean, we're nominating MLC NAND ge- in general, so well, I think it yeah, feels I like you got to go with that 840, though, right? That's her first every nerd SSD. I mean, I do remember I think MLC in general, better because OCZ was really at the forefront. Well, but well. I think, but I think people don't remember, but those early SSDs they were awesome. The people overly concerned about write longevity was stupid. The real concern was those drives, like mm-hmm, suddenly. Right, it would yep. just, it would just, you'd put the X's over the eyes, and all your data would be gone forever. <laughs> that was sort of those early days of SSDs. It was a little, and really, I when I think back to like the X25M, which I have in a box somewhere, it was like, well, this drive must be reliable. It's an, it's got the Intel brand on it, right? That was kind of one of the things. Like, it was a little scary because some of those first SSDs, you you'd flash it with firmware, and you know, it would go. <laughs> And it wasn't. It wasn't. It yep. wasn't a good place. So I. I would think that's why the Samsung 840 would. I. I would think I'd rather personally over just MLC because there were not all great MLC SSDs back then. I guess there's a difference between uh, nominating, yeah, uh, technology. I mean, you know, because there, there's been talks, you know, here and there of like, uh, like, a, do do we nominate a socket? Do we nominate a, a process node, seven nanometer or something? I don't you know think I mean? we need like, hard and fast rules. Yeah. No. Whatever. Remember, yeah. seat of our pants. Yeah. <laughs> also, yep. who knows? I mean, maybe nobody uh, votes on it. So, <laughs> uh, we've so, come to that portion now uh, where we, things almost, get grim. I would say because uh, there was a stack up, we only have eleven nominees. Did we want to try to throw in a twelfth one? Because oh, you're right. We, so we, I mean, I'm I'm just saying we don't have to. I don't think so because I think the fact that I picked the same thing Brad does that's essentially two votes automatically. So <laughs> I don't think we're if, if we added rounds. another one, do I get to pick four? That doesn't seem fair, you know. Well, how we did it last year was the first round we each each of us got five votes, and then the next Let's round we got it. three. We don't yeah. need to add another one. Okay, I'm All good. Right. Then uh, yeah, let's let's get, do do we want to do the same thing of like five of core two? Do you five. have a slide so we can see it all on screen? Because someone in chat did actually request that earlier, so they could see. Oh, you know what? Uh, you know why don't you talk about how awesome core two was for a second, and I'll make one. Instead of that, I was gonna say since we've officially closed the nominee list now, I can actually say what I was gonna troll. Oh yeah, with. there you go, there you go. Please. I was gonna nominate the ATX motherboard form factor. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be no, a good pick. <laughs> no, that'd be an awesome pick. I. Think. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, ATX, holy smokes, ATX form factor, really, 
Thanks to uh, talk about checking along. Unkillable. Unkillable. Even its creator tried to kill it because, you know, that was an Intel creation. And then they tried to kill it with BTEX and just, you can't kill it. Um, I Definitely, that's worthy of nomination. But categories are already closed, Elena. What I know. We got we to pick five of these. Yeah, to me, the uh, ATX is like the original MacBook Air design. Like, it was, it's awesome, man. But, you know, sometimes things run their course. <laughs> it took Apple until... 20 like 16 to replace the screen on that thing i know (laughs) well i would see that's i would actually pick the second gen of the air because the original air was really a clunker it was just Mm -hmm. had these funky drop down ports it looked weird it was just shaped weird they keep just saying macbook air whatever first gen second gen just the macbook air changed the pc industry it did it did indeed Mm -hmm. i think that that's very fair sorry not done yet keep keep talking keep talking I think it's fair, and I think Raspberry so, Pi really—that's a really solid pick. It really, yeah. Now, now's your time to to try to sway people to their your vote. <laughs> I lost Court track though of the full list. Yeah, let's. We got to see the list, but yeah, no. I mean, I've I been think writing down my short listers, but we got to pick this. We got to pick five. I don't think it's the anything first round. That... Then we have to keep narrowing it from there. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go over them real quick. Uh, it's uh, Polaris. Uh, GeForce 256, um, uh, NZXT Guardian, uh, 3DFX Voodoo, Athlon 64 uh, X2, Core 2, Noctua Beige, that's <laughs> Noctua fans, uh, Raspberry Pi, uh, MacBook Air, MLC NAND, NAND, and Corsair <laughs> Obsidian 800D. Corsair Obsidian. This is always the part where we all start making weird faces and crossing our. So arms. we're basically. So hopefully, I don't have too many spelling errors. I'm literally making this in uh, Photoshop real quick. So. So we're basically picking four things now. We five, pick five. five things. We pick five for the first round, then we start narrowing it from there to get down to three. Yep. But you're going to flash this because I yep, haven't typed sorry. any notes. So. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Also, so that way you know. Saving it right now. Um, Keep up as well. Nominees. Sorry, I should have. I'm glad I'm not in the actual hall. I'm not sure how the voting process works. Do you rank them all? Or do you just pick like five to go in and they have to pass a certain amount of votes? That's how it is in baseball, right? Probably. Like you get like five picks and there's like a hundred players and you got to pick your five or whatever. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know the exact numbers. I think one of the nice things here that we're doing this broadcast um, stream is people sort of see sort of the the mental calculations that are made. I, I, most, most, I think most Hall of Fame, most nomination committees, you know, there's a lot of politics, there's a lot of arguing, yep. and people are never happy. Okay, I've, I've got the nominee slide ready to go, flashing up on the screen now. Like I said, the 2020 PC Hardware Hall of Fame nominees uh, are Polaris, GeForce 256, 3D FX Voodoo, Athlon 64X2, Core 2, Noctua Fans, Raspberry Pi, Macworld Air, or MacBook Air, <laughs> MLC NAND, Corsair Obsidian 800D. I probably got some spelling errors in there, but don't don't judge me. Uh, so yeah, gotcha. uh, everybody has to pick five in this round. Um, who wants to pick first? I've been keeping track as I go, so okay. I can do it while you guys figure let's, it out if you want. Let's go ahead. Yep. This was super duper hard. Uh, I've lost one of my loved ones already. Uh, and... I was, Gordon's case just fell outside of my range since I can only pick five. I think that case was a great pick. 
for my five, I'm going to get rid of my uh, GeForce 256. Gordon swayed me. I'm going to go with the Voodoo 1 because mm-hmm. that actually, as he said, that's that's the card that made 3D graphics. It's 3DFX. It's in the name. Uh, deserves to be there. We just picked an NVIDIA card last year, too. So the, the graphics industry isn't all NVIDIA. Speaking of showing the calculations, the politics behind it, I would like <laughs> to see 3DFX get its nod. Uh, after that, uh, I'm going to go with Core 2 Conroe, do, do, you know, all that series. As we've talked about many times, uh, a decade of domination that deserves the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an outstanding pick. It's nothing I would have thought of, but again, like the other ones I'm talking about here, I think it's changed a lot of things for the better and made PCs in general more affordable for the world and sparked an interest in coding, which is great. Uh, so that's one, two, more. two, three, two more. I'm going to go with MLC NAND, Samsung, whatever we're going with that. Uh, affordable SSDs, affordable, reliable SSDs has been a complete game changer for the PC in general. As we said, old PCs can feel like new again. That's great. And I'm going to go with the MacBook Air. Okay. Those are your picks. You got them. Uh, and also, a VC Jester just gave us $5. Thank you. Said his late nomination is the Xbox. Made PC gaming affordable for the masses. It's <laughs> <laughs> called the Direct Xbox. That's what it's named yeah, after. Not going to go there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Who wants, who wants to pick next? Uh, I'll go. Go ahead. Wait, no, wait. Yeah, I'll go, even though it's, it's go ahead, better Gordon. to go last. Because when you go last, you get to actually you, you get to shift votes. You basically pick because you can make your, your, your choice. Since I went, I benefited from being last last time. I'm going to go uh, 3DFX Voodoo, Athlon 64X2, Core 2. Ooh, that's really tough. <laughs> Raspberry Pi, I agree, really, Raspberry Pi really has changed things for everybody, even though it's not necessarily PC. And to show you I'm not a hater, MacBook Air. Even though <laughs> I, I would like to pick that case, it's not its time. MacBook Air, I, I actually, I, I agree that the, the MacBook Air originally did change the course of history for uh, PCs. Is that five? That's five. Right? Uh, that was five, yeah. And actually, yeah, we should have we should have voted on them before we knew each other's votes because, yeah, now I'm like, ooh, should I try to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to waste my vote on something that's not going to win. Oh. <laughs> so next that's year we why... have to submit our votes secretly and yeah, then yeah. read it later. And then we'll hold it up. <laughs> oh, I think it builds pressure. It makes that drama. You can sway this. Yeah, it is interesting. All right, uh, Elena, you want to go next? Sure. Um I will throw my hat in for the Voodoo card. Uh, that's actually before my era with PC building, but uh, the argument is very solid, and I cannot deny that. And I think it's time. I would, I, I would think I would see that before anything else go in of the list. Um, Raspberry Pi, I, I do have a very soft spot for it. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot take it off my short list. So. That's there. Let's see. Uh, MLC NAND, because I do think that uh, SSDs have really, in some ways, helped the democratization of PCs in a way, because it does help 
bring performance, a level of performance that you don't necessarily, um, you no longer, you no longer need to look at things like CPU, GPU, and all that as like the core thing to increase your performance. These like things like storage now are as important to it, which I think matters a lot for the lower end. Uh, let's see. And then for my final two picks, um, CPU oriented. So core two and Athlon 64 X two. Okay. I like it. Uh, I am definitely going to throw in for the raspberry Pi. I have, yeah. Only just helped me build one and it, it, uh, yeah. Uh, I love, I mean, it, you know, these these uh, portable emulators that that I mess around with all the here's the the Game Boy that I built with the Raspberry Pi Zero right, uh, mm-hmm. I mean they're all ARM based obviously so best five dollars you can spend yeah definitely going in with that one uh, MLC NAND I mean, I've already talked about it it was my nomination so I'm definitely gonna pick that one uh, Core Two because yeah that was I remember. Um, having a core two duo in a laptop and being like, Oh wow, look at all these cores. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to throw in for that. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in for Polaris. This is just, you know, nice. I, I, I do think there is a, a, a great thing to be said about that Polaris range. And I, I want to give a shout out for it. Uh, so hopefully one of these years, uh, it'll get its due. Uh, and then, yeah, the last one, even though, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm, because it was it was my pick uh, the Noctua line of fans that was <laughs> I, I like Noctua so <laughs> definitely definitely an awesome piece of gear so all right uh, we ready to hear the results yeah, yeah. we have uh, two two of them that uh, got all four votes uh, that's Core Two uh, and the Raspberry Pi so all right Core Two and the R Pi I'm just gonna call it that. Uh, there's two of them that got three votes, the 3DFX Voodoo, uh, 3DFX Voodoo, and the MLC NAND. Uh, there's two of them that got two votes, the Athlon 64X2, 64X2, and... Do we want to just cut it off at the top four and narrow it down to one? No, because we, we could do two more rounds of voting, okay. I think. Uh, okay. I think last year, that's that's when things got really interesting. <laughs> okay. So three he rounds wants total. To amp up the drama, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mac, MacBook Air also got two votes, uh, and then with one vote each, uh, Polaris and uh, Noctua. I think those get cut. Good on you, though, for representing Adam. Yeah. Uh, the ones love... that got zero votes were GeForce uh, 256, NZXT Guardian, and the Corsair Obsidian 800D. So those are obviously off. Oh, great. That's how hard this show is, that those got no votes. Yeah. Those are all one, great two, picks. Four, really five, seven, eight. So, so we have eight left, which is funny. Actually, last year we also had eight. So, <laughs> uh, so I think that works. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to update the slide. It, you, you know what the slide is. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh. so yeah, now, now we each get three votes. Uh, oh, correct. Wait. So what's the, what's the top? <laughs> like, oh, what should, do I need contenders? to update it? I think uh, so. Okay. Just, I'm sorry. I'm a yep. visual person. No worries. Uh, why don't you uh, all continue to Talk debate? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yesterday when I was finalizing my picks, um, I, I didn't realize that we had decided to make this hardware only. And I actually came up with a software pick. And then at like midnight, I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Did I spend that time for nothing? <laughs> and I put, drop a message into our, our Slack chat. And then I was like, oh, wait, the thumbnail says hardware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the pick? 
Uh, I was going to share it now. Uh, Windows three point one. Because yeah. I feel like that was the the start of a like really putting computers into people's hands who people who would not normally feel comfortable using something like a command line prompt. Um, and it made it a lot more accessible just in general. I was actually going through the same thought process. Sorry, I thought you were done until Um, I looked at the thumbnail myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not (laughs) getting it. I was trying to narrow down which one of these Windows versions should I pick? I'm like, oh, no, that says hardware. I had to think about it. You know, I was thinking, I was trying to decide between 3.1 and 95 because 95 was just a a pretty big leap in the experience. But I think 3.1, if we're talking about things that lay the groundwork, I think that that was it. Uh, so I realized I, I misspelled Raspberry Pi, but, you know, whatever. You said it, not it to say anything, so yeah, I didn't you know, say anything. Nobody said anything. <laughs> uh, and also, I forgot in the original list, I forgot to put the NZXT Guardian. Oops. So, whatever. Uh, I wasn't going to pick it anyway. Uh, so, let's uh, move back over to the... Wait, why isn't it? No. Slides. There we go. Okay, slides. Now, these are the eight uh, Polaris 3DFX Voodoo Athlon 64X2 Core 2. Noctua, Raspberry Pi, MacBook Air, MLC, NAND. Can we have like the Jeopardy music? Because I got to think about do, this. <laughs> do, 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 Big do. three uh, yep. now. Yep. I think that's what we did last year. Yep. Three okay, votes. Okay. Three works. And then the third round, we had two votes. So uh, do we want to do it in real time or do we want to make our votes and then release them? Oh. Oh. Like we have to just pick them and drop them into like a chat so that you read them out or well no i'm, I'm just saying you know because what i said earlier you know somebody said their votes and then it influenced other people's votes later oh too, no so. that's part of it that's okay. part of it then yeah I, I say we uh i say we do it who it went first last time this time right i went no, first three. last time all right three. Brad. we're going straight to three yeah, yeah it was five three it. and then two was what we did last oh, year Oh, okay Ooh, uh also hard we have a uh, an honorable mention. Uh, Eska Monster gave us uh, twenty uh, Danish crones. Uh, said PCI Express for the number one candidate. Uh, <laughs> that's not bad. Oh yeah. god, I need bad. like music. I, I, ooh, this is hard. Uh, and Evo Kitty Evo Kitty Productions. <laughs> I always forget. I'm just gonna say Kitty now. Uh, said uh, their pick is for MLC Nand. Uh, it makes uh, PCs run smoother for the masses and makes my life easier servicing systems. Can I try it? I think it's um, Evo Cotty. Evo Cotty, yes. Productions. Should be Evo Kitty, but that's fine. I think so. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I know which ones I'm going to go for, so. Go for it. Should I go? go. Doesn't matter, or yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to throw in Raspberry Pi. That's a, a given uh, core two. Uh, it's a personal one, and then the uh, MLC NAND. Those those are my three. I'll go next. Go for it. Uh, 3DFX, Voodoo, Core 2, and Raspberry Pi. I feel fundamentally, as much as I think SSDs have really changed the world, you just I feel wrong just picking MLC NAND. It's like picking... Sand. If we didn't have sand, we wouldn't have silicon. It's just, <laughs> so I, I feel like uh, we have to pick a model number. So I would go for a, a 840 Evo, but we're not picking that. So Raspberry Pi, I think uh, its contribution should not be ignored either. So, All right. 
I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to break the street. I'm not going to vote for the Raspberry Pi. I'm going to vote for Core 2, uh, 3DFX Voodoo 1. And I think the MacBook Air at this point has left a bigger footprint than Raspberry Pi at this point in time. And I love me some Raspberry Pi. I have like five of them or so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now it's time to Elena. Yeah, I I actually had the opposite line of thinking, which is that Raspberry Pi, I th- think, might have had. I mean, the number, the amount of sell through is quite high. So, I I am going with Raspberry Pi still as one of my picks. Um, the Voodoo card, as well, because I think it was just so influential. And for my final pick, it whew, this really this one hurts because, oh man, but. Uh, MLC NAND. It's okay. just so difficult to go down to three. Yeah, when we got we got some heated debate in the in the chat too. Uh, so difficult. Yeah, and uh, it hurts. It's so painful. It's that's it it just difficult. It's painful. And, it uh, does uh, hurt. Cor- Corbin D said we should have picked the Big Bang because without it we wouldn't have PCs. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> and the gemstones. We know there were six stones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, chat for a second while I narrow this next list down. So speaking of cats, I was coming back from an appointment this morning, and I'm, like, pulling up to my street, and I look at one of my neighbor's windows, and they legit they somehow put their cat in a costume. <laughs> and that poor thing is just sitting in the window with, like, this complete covering. And I was just like, you poor thing. Like... <laughs> How did they squeeze you into that? (laughs) My kid's doing, uh, my younger kid is doing like an innovation virtual camp this week where they meet in the Zoom and they do projects every day. And one of the things they had to do today was make a campaign poster. So she came, what what the hell is a campaign poster, Dad? So I had to explain to her what it is. Something you feel strongly about, sway other people to their things, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing she settled with and made a big poster for is don't dress your pets. (laughs) It makes them sad. Oh, can you please take a picture of that and share it with us? I want to see that. Your your kid's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's uh, um, that's. Funny. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm done with the slide. I'm going to switch to it. I will say that the uh, three things that got zero votes were Athlon 64x2, Polaris, and Noctua <sighs> fans. So those hurt. No longer hurt. in the running. Uh, what is left uh, is the 3DFX Voodoo, Core 2, Raspberry Pi, MacBook Air, and MLC NAND. And this next round, we get two votes. Two votes. Oh. Two votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Why do you do this to us? Yeah, I think last time we had... I think... Actually, I think last time we had, like like locked in two of them and then we kind of voted on the last one uh i can't remember but yeah. i mean you know whatever we can do oh. whatever we want oh, just two uh i will say uh e- 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 evo kitty productions says uh mlc nander i unsubscribe charge back my money and report the damn stream for hate speech <laughs> so, do not it's too, it's too generic i just it's just too generic i just i just I just feel like some of these I would love to vote for like next year. 
Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the hard part of this. Also, oh, I, I, I feel like, I mean, we didn't talk about this beforehand. The reason why I'm not going to vote for the MacBook Air is because it's a laptop, not necessarily, you know, PC hardware, you know. I mean, not that we don't talk about laptops, but... If, if, Are you if, starting if, this then? Are I'm you kicking say, this off? If Gordon's going to be petty about not nominating a specific MLC NAND, then I'm going to be petty about saying, eh, you know, I don't really want to vote for a laptop. I just want to vote for a, There's a piece of PC There's all nomination. Next year, I'm bringing Surface RT. Oh. <laughs> that, that, is that the I'm worst list? Because that's not the best list. Ooh. Um, Ooh. MacBook Air is much more of a computer than the Surface RT was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wonder what sales difference is though. Yeah, for the first gen. Yeah, I see. That's why you know the thing that that really kind of like set me off was what Elena said about the Raspberry Pi and how many it sold, and that really made me regret picking that as a as a as an item because I don't think that matters to be honest. I <laughs> I mean I know it was a success, commercial success, which is good for everybody, but I just feel like I'm convinced with Brad. That I, the MacBook Air. If I had to do it over again, I would have voted for the MacBook Air, even though you know I care, clearly am not still here. Just Apple fan, but I cannot, in good faith, put a MacBook Air over a Core Two or 3DFX Voodoo card. Because I mean, those were just two, just two pieces that if you went back in time as a Terminator and you removed those pieces of hardware, <laughs> we would <laughs> not, not be the same like... today. We would just not be here. I I would He's... just think. So those, I think, yeah. so those are your two picks, Core 2 and 3D I, I will pick Core 2 and 3D effects, even though it's the easy pick. It's it Could somebody say it could be the lazy pick? But I just sort of think if it wasn't here. Those are my picks as well. With and, only and, and having man, two picks and having this list, those are those would have to be my two picks for the exact same reason. The MLC NAND is my issue is it's just too generic. I just can't, I just can't get behind a generic thing. It just needs to be... <laughs> An actual product. Hey, man. I love generic things. Half the time I'm sitting here drinking diet soda cola. So, <laughs> Well, you're Brad, that's the soda you put in your body, you get rid of. Would you really put all of your data on SSD, low cost? <laughs> what brand no. is this? Um, Bob's. I don't know. It just, it just says storage SSD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not going to because you're like hell. No, you're never going to get anything off of it again. Well, but by that by that same token, if we if somebody were in the future to nominate PCIe, you can't you can't attribute that to an actual product thing, right? But PCIe is, is a huge I, piece of technology for the PC. I would say you could say the specification for PCIe for me or PCIe three or PCIe two or the original PCI maybe, but I mean MLC NAND was a product made by you know a dozen different companies and then uh, thrown onto a controller from another dozen different con- you know companies and then rebranded and sold by other companies under different names it just feels like it's well it good, needs, uh, it good thing this hall of fame good thing this hall of fame is a democracy because i'm going to throw in for the raspberry pi and the mlc nan because those <laughs> those two are, are have made the most impact for me personally i i disagree with gordon's rationale behind dismissing technology but with to me with the court two decade of domination here in 3d fx creating the 3d marketplace essentially making it a thing 3d graphics i mean i just i would love to i would probably vote for one of those two if i had more than two picks <laughs> but i only have two picks 
Okay, well, uh, it comes down to you, Elena, now. It does. I wasn't expecting to have this much sway. <laughs> Big Polaris. <laughs> Already out. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I will pick the voodoo card. I think it's, I think it's, it's time. Uh, and then my second choice, this one is difficult. This one is difficult. Mm. I think I'm going to go with MLC Nand. Okay. Uh, well, do we want to hear how it, it's it's laid out right now? Yes. Uh, the at the top uh, we have 3D effects uh, with three votes, uh, and in tied for number two is Core Two do, or Core Two with two votes and MLC with two votes, and then Raspberry Pi has one vote. Why don't we? And how about we lock MacBook in MacBook Air gets zero. That's that's fine. I'll bring it back next year. Uh, <laughs> 3D effects is locked in. Let's lock that in and do two votes for the other other three. Do and, we leave and, the one that only got off. one vote on? Or well, I, I we... think we take off MacBook Air because it got zero votes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I, think I would just say the ones. Yeah. So let me update the graphic again. While you do that, I'm going to go see to my cat who's banging on my door. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so wants a dress. So the voodoo is locked. Boom. That's, that's what we're calling it, and I'm taking off the MacBook Air. And I'm gonna fix Raspberry Pi spelling because I'm. That's why I here. just do RPI. Yeah, uh, lazy man tricks. Okay, uh, cool. All right, so save that. This is always brutal. I feel like these shows start off so fun, and then it's just <laughs> like it masochistic by the end of this. Like people are watching it, just like, why am I watching this? This is awful to watch. I well, we, we start off crying. by like nominating and like getting excited about like history <laughs> and like how things go. And then, yeah, now we're like, no. Um, okay. So let me flash this new and improved graphic. So we have voodoo effects, voodoo or 3d effects. Voodoo has locked in. So we have three left core Two, raspberry Pi, MLC NAND. Are we each getting, one vote, two votes. Two. Let's do two. Really? Two? Okay. Right. One works for me. If it, and one makes I it way harder. Two might have some leap, give us some enough differentiation ties. to, oh, okay. like, actually have a couple of them okay. that have more votes. One. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to do. I'm wait, just, wait, well, I'm doing my up. job. So <laughs> I'm going to interrupt just for a second because VC Jester just gave us $5 in Super Chat. Thank you for that. Thank but you. I don't understand your message. <laughs> Why are you thanking me and then saying that you'll never bring up power supply cables again? No clue. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's for the MLC NAND vote. I don't know. It could be for that time. Um, we couldn't find the modular cables. For that build, so we couldn't install the sound card. <laughs> no, I think it's he's referencing all the times we've done builds, and I'm in charge of the power supply, and I forget to tug just to make sure 100 percent that it's connected. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's, just, but I'm gonna, we're gonna hold you to it. You just said it here. You're not gonna bring it up again. So if you bring it up again, <laughs> I'm gonna unsub from you. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, yeah, we each get two votes uh, for Core Two Raspberry Pi MLC NAND. I'll go first. Right, I'll go for it. Oh, go. No, I'll just say Raspberry Pi MLC NAND. Core 2 Raspberry Pi. 
Yeah, that's where I'm at. That that is your official pick, Core Two and Raspberry Pi bread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I have. I have. You can see it. Hide that phone number, but I'm making notes. I have check marks next to <laughs> cool. them already. Right. I'm not just changing it. <laughs> uh, cool. And then Elena. Raspberry Pi and MLC NAND. Oh, uh, so we're tied. <laughs> well, we got we got number two locked in at least. Raspberry okay. Pi has now been locked in at number two. Man, I'm having to. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting my uh, my Photoshop skills polished up today. Uh, so while you're doing never that, touch Photoshop. Uh, another shout out to um, Evil Cotty Productions. I think five dollars super chat. Thank you. Says uh, because I'm awesome and my dress looks awesome. <laughs> and we'll see for the win. <laughs> Uh, I love MLC NAND and it has made a difference. But to me, the core two duo, like I've said it like five times, like it, it was a decade straight. The reason we're on 14 nanometer plus, plus, plus and Intel is still holding up pretty okay against AMD, even with the rise and kick and all kinds of, butt. these 10th gen core parts are good gaming parts because that core do that core architecture that came out just was that rocking. AMD was left in the dust for ten or eleven years after that, something like that. And it's still, MLC, you know, MLC. getting old in the teeth. <laughs> but to me, like there's nothing <laughs> like that in any product category in the PC, personal PC anyway. Period. Like you had the mainframe era of of computers, but you don't have like the Logitech decade of peripherals or the NVIDIA decade. There's always competition for over a decade. There was no competition with core chips. Core two duo was that dominant. Yeah. But was that, I feel like that's partially because it was good, but also partially because AMD was struggling with not good. Yeah. They both, they both, that's very true, but that's the reason why I nominated Core 2 to start with. <laughs> because it did come out and shut AMD down that hard. And AMD definitely misplayed its hand. But, okay. Right. So what are we well, doing? We're picking two? Yeah, I've got, I've got the, one? the graphic. Now, one, now one there's pick. only two left. There's one, one pick, one pick right? two left. Core 2 and MLC NAND. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm Core 2. Uh, I feel like this is the part of the voting process where people start politicking. Yeah, that's what I was just doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go MLC. I I have to. It just yeah, SSDs. <sighs> See, this is the sucky part. This is the sucky yeah. part. I feel like this is easy for you, given how adamant you were about one of it the was, picks. It was. Yeah, yeah. Come no, on, we know what you're I... gonna pick. No, because here's the thing. When it comes down to you're down to the last two, we've already sort of gotten those are the Raspberry Pi locked in, Voodoo card locked in. I mean, again, I, you know, last year I tried to get Core 2 in, didn't make it in. You know, I was a bum last year. This year we tried. I've been advocating for Core 2 the whole time because, again, the historical significance of Core 2, as Brad says, is it did, it changed the fortunes of Intel from losing to its historical enemy, to winning, and winning for a long time. Derivatives of it, very much 
you know, lasted till today. I mean, a lot of it goes all the way back to the original core. But, you know, even though I really hate just picking generic technology, when I think of the when I think of the technology impact of MLC NAND, which essentially is, you know, affordable, slower, but a more very affordable version of NAND in storage. If I had to take an Athlon 64X2 with an SSD or take a Core 2 with a hard drive, you know, I'm going to go for that Athlon 64. X2, even though I know that Athlon 64 X2 cannot stand against a Core 2 because NAND really did, it really did change modern computing and it deserves to be it. I, I hate, I just hate that it's just not, you can't just pick one thing. It's like we pick the transistor as, you know, that's just, it's, it's just not too that paced. generic. It's, not it's that pretty generic. damn generic. It's pretty damn generic and it really bugs me. But if again, I always go off. If you could go back in time, if it didn't exist, you know, Core 2 would have really been a bummer not to have, but there was still, I mean, I'm sure Intel had alternate, you know, uh, designs waiting. AMD is, you know, Athlon 64X2 wasn't best against X, you know, against Core 2, but it was still reasonable. And when you go with what the difference that NAND made and access times and, of course, developing into what it has with PCIe and MVME and all those things, you know, you can't, you know, if I had to pick between making one of those go away, Core 2 and MLC NAND, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to pick, you know, Core 2, unfortunately. I mean, that's just. Wow. Because I, and I hate, I just don't like, it's just too generic. It's just too generic. It's just. You what know, if we like, change oh it God, to Samsung same. 840? No, because I mean, I've, I still have no choice. Even though it's generic and I can't get behind it, I have to pick MLC NAND because that's the one, the contribution to all of us. I know. I'm sorry, Brad. I picked it last year. I was bummed. I, but mm-hmm. we don't know what. Maybe I've convinced somebody else to pick otherwise, but I will pick MLC NAND because it's just unfortunate. It's so generic. But yeah, the contribution of... Solid state storage to modern PCs, modern computing has changed everything. So more so than 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 core architecture, i7 and all that. So I'm sorry, it sucks. I don't like picking it, but I have to because I just can't pick core two over MLC when faced when it's just those two things. Sorry. I just love how Gordon has to like talk himself into it and like no, almost because... to, like reassure himself that there's a valid reason for it. <laughs> well, there is because I mean, some people they just you know they just pick. It's like you know what the guy's guilty. I want to go home, go to McDonald's, <laughs> get a sausage big muffin <laughs> with egg, and go home. You can't do that. This is serious business. Being in a, in a nominating committee, in a jury, even if I want to go out and get a wonderful sausage big muffin with egg. I can't, I can't do that. Also, I, I will mention uh, Benito over in uh, Discord did say a little earlier that uh, they feel like this Hall of Fame is being quite biased toward direct processing cases, fans, accessory, or the undersung heroes of computing. So MLC, you know, plays into that as well. So, all right, Elena, you're the last uh, last vote. I am the last vote, but I'm going to take a short break real quick just to do some more shout-outs. Uh, VC Jester oh. and UT Chat, another $5 super chat. Thank you. 
said that just wanted to follow up and say yes it was it was a threadripper build that didn't have something plugged in and gordon had to disassemble multiple times before y'all realized the problem that no was, i just that I was just totally saw, on purpose i just saw <laughs> Elvis gordon, bases. gordon acting like he at amway meeting I've been at Amway meetings, covering <laughs> as a reporter. At just it was a crazy thing. I will. There, I have a crazy Amway meetings. And then the the other quick diversion is um, Uncle Elias in Twitch chat, where he was like, "Brad, you only use the first core anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I thought that was a good one to share. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. For me, it's not. For me, it's not nearly so torturous a choice, just because I feel like Core Two will get its day. It's it's not that its contributions are not acknowledged. It's not that, um, that it's undeni- It's deniable rather that it had such a dominant streak after it came out. But I just I don't see it quite so, quite so. Um, monumental i think in some ways just because yeah it was a great start but then i feel like after about maybe five years intel started coasting just a little bit in terms of like well we don't have competition so like the streak was great but i don't think that all of it is attributed just to the overwhelming dominance of it on its purely on its own merits if that makes sense it's not like it it was standing in a field of like heavy competition and it just crushed all um that's not to take away from what it did at the start. But because of this, this is why I'm choosing MLC, man. I, I would disagree with that, even though I, <laughs> I, I'm not changing from MLC, NAND. I would disagree because I do think Core reset things so much that within a few years, AMD was talking about, hey, you know what's great? ARM is great. We're going to do ARM. <laughs> Arm is going to be awesome. Joe Macri had a meeting with Joe Macri. is like, it's not about instruction set. Arm is great. Come on. <laughs> they they beat them so soundly with the original Core 2, continuing on with i7, Nehalem, all the other iterations that AMD essentially gave up for a long time. And it wasn't until they refocused on making a performance chip that they're in the position now. So I I think you have to realize that <laughs> you know, when you get swept and it's, you know, it's 3-1, you ain't got no chance. You give up. And at that point, they had beaten them so badly they give up. But I would still, unfortunately, have to pick MLC as a contribution to it all. I feel like it's 3-1, so I feel like I have to give up. Yep. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been locked in. It's been loaded. Oh, no, I think this. I think MLC Nand is a great pick, too. I'm not sad yeah. about any of it. And just like Sandy Bridge, Core 2, I'm sure we'll get to stay as well. Uh, or Polaris or any any of these. I mean, they're all great yeah, technologies. They're, they're yeah. so, We've got so many years ahead. So much of it ahead. is good. <laughs> it is really hard to narrow it down just to three picks. Uh, but I'm going to flash up this, uh, this graphic because I did it while you were talking. The uh, joining 2009 or 2019's inductees of the Intel 8086 and the 8088, the IBM Model M and the NVIDIA GeForce 8800 GT, is this year we have the 3D effects Voodoo card, Raspberry Pi, and MLC NAND. This currently is our six picks for the PC Hardware Hall of Fame, as presented by Full Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Wild. Two years in, we don't have a single Intel or AMD pick. No. <laughs> well, no, we, we got Intel. <laughs> we, we have Intel. 80, yeah, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That was just, that was just cheating, though. That was just cheating. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I nominate the Beatles. Oh, yeah, sure. That was tough. Well, you have to put them in in the early years. You can't ignore them for like 10 years before they yeah, get but that was do. The, but that was the first year. And again, I point out the Beatles did not get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the first year. They were not a first ballot. They did not get in. So yeah. because everybody had their funky ass 1980s clothes on and that music and that synth sound the beatles were like what that was just <laughs> i will say this is actually a pretty well-rounded list as it is right now I mean, we got a cpu we got a keyboard we got a gpu we got a graphics uh accelerator raspberry pi which is a whole separate subset of uh of pcs and mlc named yeah fresh. so actually i mean it's it's not like we're just picking cpus uh, left and right so or or just gpus so yeah I like how we're doing it. It's we we figured <laughs> it out. Fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> I'm going to make a very... prediction for next year. I'm I'm going to say with 99.99999 percent a certainty that Al, uh, that Adam is going to say the same thing next year that we're going to do this flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll try to remember to dress up again. Maybe next year I'll have it. I'll do a tie. Uh, Ooh, that's going to be warm. Uh, yeah, no, so, uh, Rick was saying about uh, software being a future consideration. I, I did think about that, too, like games and software. I, but that, uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe we expand that later or something. <laughs> yeah. I also we could do like... a one software pick, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and thank you. Five more dollars. Jeez. Uh, Evocati Productions is, uh, is, is giving us money left and right. So thank you. Is that a, a, a well-rounded list? And he didn't have to hate unsub and report us, so thank you. Glad yes. we could keep you around. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, cool. Then, yeah, this is uh, this has actually gone on longer than I thought it would. Uh, and yeah, I'm definitely hungry for lunch. So, <laughs> and I need to get out of here because this oh this jacket is, is warm. Is warm. Who, I'm I can't dying. imagine you doing a tie next no. year. I would not recommend it. Yeah, you we'll will see. Melt. I, we'll see. I am worn out. That's the worst thing about this. You just like it was fun though. Yeah. No, and I'm, you know, again, I'm not happy, but, you know, what What do you do, right? Yep, yep. Good times. I voted for Cora, too. That's what I did. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> I tried, Brad. I tried last year. I tried this year. That's but what I, I do. I just couldn't. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, five, $5 in uh, right at the end here from Matthew Lang, friend of the show. Uh, thank you, Adam Dapper Murray, for controlling more than just the vertical and horizontals. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm glad I was He's able to do the Photoshop. He's tugging on our heartstrings yeah. as well. You're too nice. You're too. Oh, stop it. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Food time. Food time. <sighs> Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, and also please leave a review. Every time you do, we generically pick a technology that is forced in because it has to be. Because you have no choice. Send questions <laughs> and comments to the thefullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Jarkus. MacBook Air was robbed. Elaine Yee. Many things are robbed. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray will put us out of our misery. Don't worry, uh, Evocati Productions. You are a friend of the show. Uh, and also, we have a special guest next week. So tune in for that. It's, uh, it's software related. So anyway, <laughs> see everybody later. Bye.